Good evening, everybody. This is Pastor Larry once again, and I'm coming back for another study of the Word of God. Uh, First, I do want to thank everybody who has been listening in on this podcast. And I do want to tell you that it's it's an experience for me. This is something that I've never done before. But one thing I have realized that in the midst of our current situation, this has been a blessing because we all... uh, at least Lighthouse Church of Copper's Cove is practicing social distancing. And I'm the person that likes interaction. I like to go to church and I like to be with the saints. And I like to interact with the saints. But this has caused me to uh, do something that is to me unconventional. I'm working outside of the box. And the Lord has, I believe, allowed me to do this to see that this is one way that we can reach out to those who, for whatever reason, are not coming out to our churches as people used to. Uh, If it had not been for this, I don't know if I would have ventured into doing something like this. Again, I say I'm one who likes to be around people in in the church, in the sanctuary, Uh, But this has allowed me to see that there are other ways to reach out to those that the Lord is trying to speak to. So I thank each of you for being a listener to this podcast, and I thank you for your prayers, and I thank you for your words of encouragement. Uh, But as we go into tonight's study, I do want to give honor to our God, God who has been keeping us. It's been a week since we've begun our practice of social distancing and have not had a service, Uh, but the Lord has been good to us. I have not heard any negative responses of anyone that I know personally uh, that has been affected by this other than the fact that our lives have been uh, semi-halted. But our prayers do go out to the many tens of thousands of people who have been affected, either infected or suffered death or know someone or is related to someone who has suffered death as a result of this virus. Um, It's a hard thing. But in it all and through it all, I want to encourage everybody to just put your trust in the Lord. We may be separated by distance, but the Bible teaches us that we should remain in the unity of the spirit. And I want you to remain in that unity until he comes. Uh, We have been talking about having a broken heart. And we want to continue in that just briefly. Uh, But let me give you a scripture to start out with on tonight. And my scripture tonight is going to come out of the book of Peter. Um, we want to look at, let me get my, myself together here. We want to look at 1 Peter, the first chapter in the seventh verse. And the word of God says that the trial of your faith being much more precious than gold that perish, though it be tried with fire, might be found unto praise and honor and glory at the appearing of Jesus Christ. And I want you to know that what we are experiencing, 
experiencing is a trial of our faith. How many of you have been disappointed in the fact that your life has been put on a standstill? And how many of you um, have been made anxious as a result of what's going on in the world today? Well, those are the signs or symptoms of a broken heart. We know that in the Bible, it talks about plagues and it talks about um, pestilence and things of that sort. But it also shows us how the Lord will keep you through that. When this all began, I began to pull the church in as a whole. And on Wednesday nights, we generally start out our Bible study by asking for prayer requests. And as the Lord led me, I asked the church to pray uh, that the Lord would do for us as he did for the children of Israel when they were in Egypt. The Lord sent Moses in to deliver them from captivity from Pharaoh. He told them that if they would just put the blood on the doorpost, that the, 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 the plague, which would be for the death of the firstborn of each house, would pass them by. Now that blessing was offered to everybody, not just Israel, but if the Egyptians would have done it, it would have passed them by. But for those of them who took heed, those of them who listened to the the command of the Lord, they were blessed. And others that didn't, they suffered uh, the curse. We want the Lord to pass this nation by. We want the Lord to pass us by or cause this, this virus to pass us by so that we don't suffer the greatest tragic loss that it brings, which is death. So I'm asking all of you who have a prayer life, and I believe that we have many who have prayer lives because the Lord has just been blessing us in our praying, that you would continue to ask the Lord to observe the blood, and in this case, it's the blood that we're placing by faith, uh, that he'll cause this thing to pass over us as in the day of the Passover. And so when our faith is tried, as it's going to be tried more and more, he's going to show himself as the God he is, as the God who has all power, the God who never fails, the God who reigns, for he is an amazing God. Amen. And so as we look at this as a trial and we see what's affected here, we see that uh, although we have faith in God, and although our faith in God is strong, and although our faith in God is unfeigned, from time to time we do have things that come into our life that 
cause us to feel as though we've hit we've hit a brick wall or cause us to feel as though we have been forsaken but i want you to know that you've neither been forsaken the lord has not departed from you it's just the trials of your faith and if you hold on paul says in ephesians the 6th chapter having done all the stand Stand therefore, if you hold on and continue to trust in the Lord, I want you to know that he's going to see you through in due time because that's what he has promised for us. And in this time, as the enemy wants us to turn our back on God, and as the enemy wants us, because he's hoping that that's what we'll do, as he wants us to, to harden our hearts toward God, and to harden our hearts toward God is to do nothing more than to disregard what it is that God is telling us that we need to do to be found standing. To harden our heart toward God is to, to not listen to the word of God and have faith in it that God will do what he says he'll do. To harden our faith toward God is to not take heed to the men and women of God that are preaching the gospel of salvation and the word of encouragement to build up our faith. The Bible says, harden, the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. In other words, when you hear the voice of the Lord speaking to you, that's where the Lord expects us to begin to open our hearts to him so that he can come in and work a work by his spirit according to his word, to cause us to continue to have faith in him, to continue to trust in him. What Satan desires of us is that we lose hope in God. We lose faith in God. We turn our back on God because God is a God who's going to be with us until the end. He said that I will never leave you nor forsake you. And I'm inclined to believe he meant exactly what he said. So that means it's incumbent on us to hold up our end of the bargain and do what's pleasing unto him. If we get disappointed enough, that's when we begin to do things that are not acceptable. Have you ever been in a relationship and your partner broke your heart, did something that dis disappointed you, let you down, and you had made up in your mind that you're going to get back at them? Well, if you really go back and look at it, were you getting back at them? Or were you digging yourself into a hole? Were you getting even with them? Were you causing things or doing things that might cause things to turn out differently in your life? Well, if we turn our back on God, then God is not obligated by promise to do anything for us. But I do submit that he is a merciful God. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for his mercy endureth forever. And because of his mercy, he considers our emotions.
But as we build our faith in him, as we hear the word of God to build our faith, and as we pray that the Lord would strengthen our faith, I want you to be able to, to control your emotion. I want you to be able to think through and reason through the decisions that we make, calling ourselves getting mad with God. God hasn't done anything to us. I'll take you back to St. John, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse, where Jesus says that it is the thief that cometh to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And Jesus says, I came. And he came because his father sent him. He came before because his father needed somebody to come and redeem us because Adam had sinned against God, which caused all of us to be in sin before God. Jesus says, I am come that you might have life and that you might have life more abundantly. In other words, when we received life, according to the word of God, when we heard the word and we trusted in the word and we believed this word and, and, and believed on it, according to the scriptures that Jesus is the son of God and that God sent him that we might be redeemed from sin, that our conscience would be purged by his blood, that our sins would be washed away, that we would be made white as snow, and that we receive new life in him. Because if any man be in Christ, according to the scriptures, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. Do you want to lose what it is that God has given you as far as a new life is concerned? A life of hope, a life of peace, a life that will be everlasting in the presence of God Almighty. Do you want to throw all of that away because of an emotional issue? No, I submit you don't. Therefore, you got to watch out for the devil. Watch out for what he is doing, what he is causing to happen in our lives. Too many people, and even in the natural, have done things that they regret that they have done. And even though they regret it, in a lot of cases, there's nothing they can do about the consequences that they're now suffering. I have a friend who had something tragic happen in his family. It wasn't intentional, but because it happened, it caused the family to go through much grief. But let me tell you how good God is. God, because he is merciful, turned the situation around to where the man who could have faced life in prison, the Lord didn't allow him to spend a day more than uh, he had spent in jail before his trial. God is good and his mercy endures forever. But things were done emotionally. Just like we get angry with God emotionally because we're disappointed. Because things happen in our lives. Because the enemy comes in and he makes us who have put all of our trust in God. We said that God is our strength. God is our shield. God is our buckler. God is our strong tower. God is all that I trust in. 
My trust is dashed. Don't let that be the cause of you doubting God. God is here. He's here for us all. He's here to keep us. He's here to deliver us. He's here to be our rock. He's here to be our shield. He's here to be our strength. He's here to be our joy. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Who wouldn't love a God like that? When God is good to us, we tend to love him with all of our heart, with all of our strength, with all of our soul, and with all of our mind. We tend to give him everything. But as soon as it seems as though we have been forsaken by God, that's when the trial of faith comes in. We've got to figure out where we want to be when our last breath is drawn. Do you want to be in the presence of the Lord or do you want to be cast away from him? We've got to figure out now whether or not we will truly trust him as we say we will trust him when things are going good for us. When we get our broken heart, trust that the Lord will come and heal it. Luke 4 and 18 says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. And this is Jesus speaking. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. And many of us, yes, in the church, have been bruised. Many of us, yes, in the church have had our heart broken. But don't look at the person that did the heart breaking. Don't look at the person that bruised you. That's not God. Even though they may have put themselves up in a position where you thought they had you thinking that they had the power. God's got the power, not me, not any other person. It's God that delivers. It's God that heals. It's God that sets free. It's God that gives us peace when we've got the world caving in around us. It's God that gives us strength to make it another day. It's God that gives us strength just to hold on. It's God. Man will, he will lift you up today and try to knock you down tomorrow, but God will never do that. It's unreasonable to think that a God who would send his only begotten son to die for sin and his enemies, that he would cause your heart to be broken. It's almost counterproductive for him to say here in Luke that Jesus has come to heal the brokenhearted and to set at liberty them that are bruised and then cause you to be bruised and break your heart. No, it's the enemy. It's the devil. And we need to call him out on it. 
I know a lot of us, because we have been hurt, have left churches. We call it church hurt. But don't allow that church or any church for that matter, that preacher, that church member, that brother, that sister, or anybody for that matter, cause you to lose what God has given you because the gift of God is eternal life. And God thought you were so precious that he sent his son to die for you and he, 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 he gave you a gift. He gave you something that would give you hope because when he gave us hope, when he gave us his spirit, it gives us hope. And then when he gives us his spirit, it gives us the ability to love like him because Romans says that the love of God is shed abroad in our heart by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. And we need that love to love that person that has done the offense to us. We need it right now. We need it to forgive. We need it to get back to where we're supposed to be. We need God. I want everybody to begin to just consider what it is that you're really going through. As I'm sitting here thinking, I'm thinking about uh, that person that has received a diagnosis of cancer. And I've known many who have had that diagnosis. Some, when they get it, they say it's all over and they give up. But others are fighters. And they begin to do anything that they can. They even get educated on the disease to find out what works best. And then they take action. That's faith. The Bible says Jesus saw their faith. And when you see somebody taking action to work out their salvation, what they're demonstrating is faith. But that person may go to the oncologist for treatment, whether it be chemotherapy, or whether it be radiation, or whether it be some alternative source of medicine. It may not work the first time but they continue to go back. And I've seen cancer patients who have taken chemotherapy. They sometimes get very weak. But you know what? They don't let that take them down. They fight through it. When you have a broken heart, it makes you weak. But I want you to be as strong as that cancer patient and fight through it. When you hear this word, this word, according to Romans, uh, the 10th chapter and the 17th verse, it builds our faith. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. That's why we rehearse the same scriptures over and over. I want you to get it. I want you to hide this word down in your heart. I want you to have it such that when the time comes, you'll, when you need it, you'll have it. When you need it, when you need it most, you'll be able to recall it. That's what I want you to have. That's why we keep going over this over 
and over and over again. So in my conclusion, I, I do want to pray today. And I want to pray for uh, a couple of things. And I would ask that you would pray with me. Uh, first and foremost, let's pray for those who have been affected by, in any way, uh, the COVID-19 virus. I want us to continue to pray for our nation's leadership. I want us to pray uh, that the Lord would keep our hearts from being troubled. Pray with me that the Lord would begin to soften our hardened hearts. And also pray that the Lord would just strengthen us. In our absence, we tend to get a little relaxed. But I want us to be like Paul told Timothy. Remember the things that you have heard and seen. Remember those things that cause you to be who you are in God and continue to do them. Although nobody else is with you, nobody else sees you doing what you do. God sees it and God knows it. And God accounts it unto your righteousness when you do that thing that pleases him. So, Father, we come in the name of Jesus. And as we come, we thank you for your goodness and for the multitude of your tender mercies. Lord, we're asking that you would send peace toward those who have been affected in any way by this COVID-19 virus. Comfort them that have lost loved ones. Strengthen them, Lord, that are sick. Heal them in the name of Jesus. Lord, I pray that you would give our leadership wisdom. That we as your people would lead a quiet and peaceable life with all godliness and honesty. Lord, I want you to keep the hearts of your people from being troubled in this troubling time. And Lord, I ask that you would strengthen us with might by your spirit in our inner man, that our faith would not fail. And Lord, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you would restore somebody. Heal that broken heart. Set the captive free. And Lord, as you do that, we'll give you all of the glory. And we'll give you all of the honor. And we'll give you all of the praise. In Jesus' name. Until next time, may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. There was a time I truly believed that I could do it on my own. But all that I found at the end of the road is that concept for me was all wrong. But I found a Savior who turned me around when he placed his
dust and things that will perish and ultimately fade away. And even with family and friends all around, you can find yourself alone and dismay. Cause with their best intentions, they're only human. Believe me when I say.
stay.